Hello and welcome to the Jim Baker Family Show. Coming to you from the village of Morningside, USA, snuggled in the beautiful Ozark Mountains. Today, our special guest, our best-selling author and founder of Amazing Church Global in the Bronx, New York, Dr. Alexander Pagani, and the founders of Wellverse Ministry, Dr. Jim and Rosemary Garlow. Our co-hosts today are Marcella Woodall, Mondo De La Vega, and I'm Ricky Baker. And now, live from Gray Street at Morningside, USA, here are your hosts, Pastors Jim and Lori Baker. Thank you, Ricky. Welcome to You're Morningside, welcome. everyone. And I'll tell you what, Morningside is going to be buzzing in the next few years because God has ordained that this be a city of refuge Amen. in the end time. Mm -hmm. And we're thrilled to have joining us today, Jim and Rosemary Garlow. Yes. Love, love, love them. They're uh, founders of Wellverse yes. Ministry. Love well. And they are committed to helping government leaders know what the Bible says about even political and yes. government topics. Amen. So Rosemary uh, was, a, was a Schindler. Garlo, yes. And her family is related to Oscar Schindler, wow. the famous man who saved Jews yeah. wow. during the Holocaust. So we're so happy to have Dr. Alexander Pagini. Pagani. Pagani. We've been saying this so many different ways. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm leaving. I'm done. Italian, <laughs> Italian priest is here with us today. Oh, All the boy. way from Puerto Rico. <laughs> Out of New York. A.K.A. Right. the Bronx, New York. Right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. My, we're living in horrendous days. I'm glad we can have a little light. laughter. Laughter for a minute there, yeah. but uh, I want to introduce to you Jim and Rosemary Garlow. Yeah. Uh, you you all are two of my favorite people in the whole wide world. Yeah. I I just really love you. I'm so thrilled that you could be with us for these few moments on our show today. Uh, so much is developing in Israel and all the Middle East. And I, I just treasure your ministry and what you do. Yes. Could you bring us up to what you think is happening? People in America, they're marching in our streets. Many anti-Israel people. Students are revolting. I don't get it. Can you give me some insight on what's going on? Well, let's, uh, let's take a, a glance just demographically. What makes this bizarre, why many of us don't get it initially, is the issue of the Jews are a tiny part of the population. They're only 16 million. Uh, Muslims make up 1.7 billion. That's 21%. The Jews only make up two-tenths of 1% of, of the population. On top of that, the amount of land the Jews have in the, uh, in the Middle East is uh, about one-third of one percent, or actually less than that, but one-third of one percent of all the land in the Middle East. If you remember when God promised the land to Israel, he promised what would be from the Euphrates to the Nile, that'd be 300,000 square miles. King David, at the peak of Israel's time, had 
200,000 square miles of land under them. And now they have 8,100 square miles. So they have a tiny, tiny piece. And uh, the, the Muslims surrounding them want to drive them off of that. It's not the issue of the land. It's they want every Jew to be killed. Now, why, why would that be? Why is this the most consistently persecuted, killed people group on the history of the earth? I think the answer is actually quite simple. The answer is the Jews remind people of God. The Jews gave us the Torah, uh, the teachings, the Tanakh. Uh, they gave us the prophets. They gave us the Messiah. They gave us the teachings on the Messiah. All this came from the Jews. So if you acknowledge Jews in the existence of Israel, that's an acknowledgement there is a God. If there is a God, that means you're not the God. If there is a God, there's a moral law we're to follow. And humanity does not want to follow a moral law other than themselves. So the Jews are a reminder of the existence of God, and the world does not like that. And they've been trying to kill them uh, the entire time of their existence. Wow. Wow, Rosemary, your name is, uh, your, your maiden name is, is, is Schindel, I believe. But when you heard about the attacks by the terrorist group, Hamas, what went through your mind when you saw this and heard this? We know that every generation is going to face what they call Amalek, Satan. Every generation, either Pharaoh, Haman, um, Hitler, but 80 years now, we have Hamas, which in Hebrew, it, this word is in the Bible, it means violence. This is our moment, the same way Europe faced the Holocaust in World War II 80 years ago. We are now the generation who are, are faced with the same challenges and the same decisions of right versus wrong, of light versus darkness, of evil versus good. And I just spoke to some of the uh, children, uh, survivors on Schindler's List who made the movie. The movie came out just 30 years ago this, this December. It came out on Hanukkah. And on the 30th anniversary, we need this message more than ever. But I want to share with the audience what they said to me. I wanted to get a report. They're in Tel Aviv at their family museum that commemorates what happened during the Holocaust so that never again would this occur and we would heed the warnings. But they said it's, it's very hard now. Israel needs a lot of support and for the whole world to stand together and stop terrorism. In every house, people are crying. Here, Israel, we're the smallest country, but we are enduring the most suffering. We are fighting with terrorists who are not even a country. And they feel so small and so alone that this is the moment when we, the Christian community, the nations who belong to the Lord, need to rise up and stand and speak up and become those righteous nations um, among the world. Amen. Oh, yes. my. Amen. Dr. Garlow, do you think the Middle East uh, is on the verge of imploding after this explosion at the hospital in Gaza City? Well, I think certainly a strong possibility. We know ultimately that's going to occur. Iran has made it very clear what they're going to do. Uh, we need to keep our eyes at the same time on China. Uh, Russia is aggressive, and, and, and the, the Putin has made it clear he wants to reestablish the old USSR. Uh, we know what North Korea's intentions are. 
So it's more than the Middle East. It certainly it centers in the Middle East, but it could be very, very uh, global. And at the same time, we as evangelical Christians might be the only group around the world that are standing rock solid with Israel. And by that, I mean, we're doing that for theological, biblical, scriptural reasons. We understand that. We're convictional about it. And beware of those who, once Israel does what they have to do, they have to take out Hamas. They really need to take out Hezbollah with 100,000 plus missiles. They need to deal with Iran at some point. And so when they do what they have to do, be assured many who may be tepidly supporting Israel now will not be that strong at that point. We, meet, we need to be extremely forceful and very strong in our support right now because Israel is going to be more alone in the days ahead when they do what they have to do to deal with those who decapitate their babies and rape and slaughter their women. Right, that's right. You two are been just awesome supporters of Israel. Yes. How can you explain in America the thousands, it looks like millions in our streets, marching in favor of Hamas of the terrorists, yeah, in destroying but, Israel. Mm -hmm. how, how can we? How can they? What what they've done? They're saying that there wasn't babies killed. There was there was none of this happening. I've seen the pictures, but now online they made them take down every single pictures of the babies with their heads cut off, and so people are saying. Oh, just like they say about the Holocaust, this is not real. This this is fake. What in the world is going on, Dr. Garlow? We've got to see this with a, a, a global construct. And by that, I mean, we're used to this country thinking Republican versus Democrat. We think right versus left. Uh, th th those are, are not helpful categories for us anymore in our own country and as we go global. We've moved into a time when it's right versus wrong, good versus evil, that's the battle around the earth, good versus evil, light versus darkness, biblical truth as opposed to anti-scriptural constructs, the things of God versus the things of the evil one. And so that's what we see a rising up, rising up of the people of God, a rising up of the people of the enemy, the evil one, Satan himself. This is the ultimate struggle for good and evil. And evil is always, unfortunately, evil. That's it. I, I don't know if you're a social media person. I'm sure you are because you're modern, but uh, I, I can't comprehend the increase of support of Palestinians and the anti-Semitism on social media. Uh, it, it's just overwhelming. Is this satanic, do you think? I believe it's it's similar to what happened to Germany 80 years ago. The most Christian nation, the most advanced nation in Europe, the Jews were shocked. They said, we, we can't believe this would happen here. How can these atrocities, these ancient evil um, displays of hatred against Jews manifest in modern times? But we are combating um, Satan himself. And there are things Christians need to do to equip themselves. And the Bible tells us, as, as below, so above. So as we see war breaking out here against God's people, we know as Christians, we need to step up and arm ourselves. It's interesting, this battle is called Operation Iron Sword. 
where we have a sword of God's word. And this past year, as well-versed, we're, we're bringing biblical principles, but we're, we're training ourselves in God's word. We've been following the Bible reading pattern established by Ezra and Nehemiah, followed by Jesus, the disciples in the early church. It's called the Torah reading. It's followed to today by Jews and Christians all over the world because the word of God is synchronized, aligned with heaven so we can understand and be equipped and have those scriptures, those swords to combat the enemy the way Jesus himself did in the wilderness. He fought, he overcame the world, the flesh and the devil with the word of God and particularly the Torah, the book of Deuteronomy. And I feel if we would hide ourselves in God's word, immerse ourselves in the scriptures, in prayer, in, in spiritual equipping and be filled with the Holy Spirit, we will prevail. You know, the early church, the bat, main baptism that they encouraged believers to receive was the baptism of Jesus, the baptism of fire. They were water baptized. They came to faith, but they had been given a supernatural power and overcoming presence of God through the baptism of Jesus himself that he dispersed beginning in Jerusalem on the Feast of Pentecost, the Feast of Shavuot to the 3000. And I just want to share the, the Schindler family Bible. This is the Schindler family Bible that was preserved for centuries, um, handed down to us from the family. And it remained in the family as a testimony of God's power to raise up righteous among the nations, those Christians who are willing to hide Jews, protect Jews, even risk their own life to lay down their life for the Lord's brethren for such a time as this. And they're honored in Israel. They're called like saints that we would, we would um, refer to, but they're like Jesus himself. They're willing to give all that they have without remuneration to save the life of God's precious people and others. Rosemary, I wow. know you know an awful lot about the Holocaust. And I was a little boy when the Holocaust ended and a pastor in our, our town was there at war. I mean, he was one of the soldiers and he was the, taking pictures and he brought home pictures that he took wow. of the Holocaust. And our family was looking at him, you know, little boys, we got to look at pictures and I'm looking at him. I have never been the same. I saw millions of Jews murdered. I saw them piled in piles. I saw the Holocaust. It's real. Yeah. Don't let people tell us that it is That's a right. lie. That's right. Lori woke me up the other day, a few days ago. And yeah, I sleep. I sleep. That's I, I thank God. You must pray for me because I, I sleep well and I sleep a lot. <laughs> and she shook me or something. And she says, honey. I've got bad news. She says, Israel is at war. 
Oh, my heart just went, oh. And you know what, what? When she said that, I knew it's a signal of the, the story of the end times. Mm -hmm. I know the story. I know the book. I know the revelation. Mm -hmm. Rosemary, what? Tell me a little bit more about how you feel. You, you are deep into the, the Jewish slaughter and in the, in the, in the terrible things that was done to the Jews. How well, should Christians respond? Is, but I, we need yeah. to... Am I, am I crazy that I'm, I'm so emotional about it? Yeah. I, 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 I'm telling you, one of the reasons I believe I'm emotional is because this is Jesus' people. This is, this is God's people. Amen. This is God's place. God picked Israel. God picked yes. Jerusalem. He said, pray for the peace of Israel, peace of Jerusalem. What do you, th I, 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 either one of you can talk about it, yes. but Rosemary, I know uh, you have dealt with this a lot in your life. Yes. Yeah. Well, the, Jesus himself warned us, he said in Matthew 24, he, he talked about when he, when I was hungry, when I was thirsty, when I was imprisoned, when I was tortured, when I was naked. Whatever you did to the least of these, my brethren, my Jewish family, my brothers and sisters, you did unto me. He directly gave us a message for the end times and relating to what it would be like before his return. Um, we would all be challenged with a Holocaust, not in a nation or even in, in Europe, but a worldwide, a worldwide event that would test us and the covenant that we have with him. So I, I see many Christians being confused now, and it so grieves me that they don't understand what is taking place and are are living in the times it's so important to know the biblical calendar it's another great tool everything happens precisely in alignment with with god's schedule and if we knew that we would not be cut off unawares so this event happened this attack happened demonic attack the devil knows the calendar of god better than some Christians. The devil knows the scripture better than many of us. It happened on the 50th anniversary of Yom Kippur, a holy day, a feast of the Lord that celebrates the last judgment and the end of Satan's reign on earth. It's 50 years ago. So 50 years ago to the day on the biblical calendar, the enemy strikes God. He struck God on his day that celebrates the joy of the Torah, Simcha Torah. These attacks are not only against Jews, but they're against God himself. And the Lord is allowing us to be tested. Speak you this day, who will you serve? As for me and my house, I will serve the Lord. We must choose. We must choose and we must side with the Lord and side with the Lord through his people and through his nation. And this, this attack, we know who the word of God is. The word of God is Messiah Yeshua himself. So this battle is already won. This battle is raging. 
on the earth to test us all, to qualify us all, and to allow us to really become the bride, the wise ones who will go into that wedding feast. Don't let yourself become foolish. Don't turn away from the Lord and, and receive the darkness in the media that is saying it's Israel's fault. Israel is the imperialist nation, a Zionist nation trying to rule the world. I've heard so many Christians come to me with these conspiracy theories that they're wondering about. I want to say to the Christians, guard your heart, guard your eye gate, guard your ear gate right now. Do not listen or even entertain them because demonic spirits can come through them and confuse you. And you cannot be in confusion. You cannot be in darkness. You must walk in the light of the Holy Spirit and the Lord himself, and you will live in miracles. Oscar Schindler lived in miracles. The people he saved lived in miracles because they trusted God. They turned to him. They were led by his word and they lived a life, a supernatural life of God's divine intervention. And there are places that the Lord has established all over America and the earth that are places of refuge. And for 30 years, I've, I've worked with and met people and visited places where God has sovereignly spoke to individuals to do a certain thing in a certain place and raise up a, a, a location that will protect Jewish people in coming days. And no one could put this together. It's a supernatural Holy Spirit network. And it's all is not on social media. We used to say it's not on fax machine. It's not on email. It's done by the Holy Spirit. So we must be hearing from God continually in order to be led by him, in order to live this life of miracles and life and, and preservation the way Corey Ten Boom did, the way many of the, the people who went through the Holocaust, they went through a tribulation, but with God's help, they were not burned, they were not drowned, they were not devoured. Rosemary, I wanted to ask you before we leave, I know you have to go, but Schindler, there was a movie made. Do you know if that movie is still available today? Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, yes, it's available. And it came out on Hanukkah in um, 1993. It came out in Hanukkah for a reason, because, again, it's a message from the Lord on biblical calendar. So this, this December will be the 30th anniversary. Um, 30 is a number of maturity. This seed of a movie has come to its maturity for this moment for America and the world. So my prayer is that it is released again in our theaters, that we see it again with new eyes. And no, this is not history. This is present. The younger generation forgets so quick. Mm -hmm. How many Jews did he save? Um, about 12. 1200 he um the his employees in the factory first in poland and then he um when germany was losing the war and they had to leave poland the germans they were going to exterminate all the jews but oscar schindler purchased each one of his employees to take them back to czechoslovakia where he was from and have them work there in a 
in a factory, in a bullet factory that never produced an effective bullet. But he gave all that he could in the end to save his Jewish workers. But the miracle in the story is not of Oscar saving the Jews. It's that at that point, at the end of the war, the Jews saved Oscar. And so this is this is the covenant relationship that we have with the Jewish people. I believe Israel will be the safest place on earth in the end. And like Ruth to Naomi, those who reach out now and help and support Israel in her time of crisis, it may be that in our time of crisis, when it comes upon all the nations, we will have an advocate, a place of refuge ourselves or those who will stand with us. So it is a covenant making that God is doing now between Jews and Christians and himself. Are you Jewish? Was Schindler, 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 he wasn't a Jew, was he? No, the German Catholic, uh, all German Catholic, and they lived in uh, Czechoslovakia now. He risked his life to save the Jews, and he's related to you somehow, right? Yeah, so we had, we got the, the family genealogies. So after the movie came out, our family wondered if we were related. And they had come to the United States, and we got boxes of artifacts back, including the family genealogies, the workbooks, the workbooks, the passports, all kinds of documents. This is called a um, genealogy passport. And Hitler made all the Germans document their lineage as far back into the records as was available. So the Catholics went into the Catholic baptistries, the Lutherans into the Lutheran church and the Jews went to the synagogues and this became like official passport. It's stamped and Hitler wrote a prelude to it, the importance of racial purity, but he was trying to designate who were Jews and who were not. He was, his diabolical plan was already emerging, but, but through this, we were able to um, have the family tree and Miraculously, this book were, these books were preserved, as were all the Schindler family during the war, we believe, because of the righteousness of one man. Yes. No one in the family died. Or Hitler, Hitler wanted to eliminate any lineage of the Jews. It's so evil. You know, I, I, know, I know you have to leave, Dr. Garlow. I know you have uh, appointments to make. But remind us of God's promise, why it still stands with Israel today, that we are to stand with Israel. I, I'm so, so sad when I see people marching in our streets and they say they're, they're Jews and they want to, they're, they're marching against Israel. What's going on? We've got to stand. Church, it's in the Bible. We've got to stand with Jewish the land of Jews. Absolutely. Dr. Garlow, please help us here. I, I just want to also say it's good to see you guys. And, and Rosemary, that was amazing what you've just shared with us. Thank you so much for, for sharing that information and seeing the documents. And Dr. Garlow, I love, I love your ministry, guys. Uh, well-versed. If you guys don't get well-versed, I, I look forward to getting your emails because you teach us so much. Yeah. 
and, and what to do. Like recently, you just had the 41 things, of, you know, regarding this war, uh, Dr. Garlow. So could you help us and teach us a little bit more what we should do? Like Rosemary said, we've got to stand, and we, we are standing together. The first thing is the acknowledgement of the Word of God. The Word of God starts with Genesis 15, the covenant with Abraham, Genesis 17. It continues through the Old Testament, the prophets, all the way through into the New Testament. It's crystal clear that Israel, Israel is the place where, where God has established the kingdom to come. And we acknowledge the Jewish people and the role they play. Uh, be done with any church that teaches replacement theology, that the church replaced Israel. Do not allow that kind of teaching to creep into your mind at all. Secondly, there's very practical ways. I suspect through your ministry, Jim and Lori, you probably have a number of ways we're raising funds for everything from uh, gloves, coats, blankets for the soldiers. There's somewhere as many as 300 to 400,000 reservists called up with only a couple hour notice. They left their families. These people have gone to war and, and consequently they did not have supplies, even, even pads to sleep on, uh, lack of water. And so we're raising funds as quickly as we can to try to support and help them. We don't buy offensive weapons or that kind of thing. We only simply uh, underwear, socks, blankets, neck warmers. They've been sent up to the northern border. They're, it's very cold already. So find ways, credible sources where you can give funds to support uh, Israel in this time of crisis and stand on the word of God that the Jewish people are God's selected people for a particular function, the history of the earth and the culmination of history and stay true to that recognition of the role that Israel and the Jewish people play. Thank you so much. We want you back and we'll talk more about yeah. what you're doing. You're doing so much. And, and uh, thank you for this quick visit today. We Dr. love you guys. We're praying for you. Bye -bye. Dr. Alexander. Alexander. Thank you. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Dr. Yeah. Alexander, how are you doing? I'm doing great. We're sure glad you're back today. Yeah. Oh, I'm so concerned about Israel mm -hmm. for the body of Christ. How can people be that say they're Christians and are anti Israel. I've been taught since I was a little boy right. to pay for, pray for the peace of mm -hmm. Jerusalem, for one thing. Um, Can you just share something today? Well, I think, I think it, it begins on the pulpits across America mm. as, in regards to Christians and also the pulpits in our homes. You know, but most of our homes are shaped also by the theology coming from our pulpits. Yeah. So I think there needs to be within our curriculum of our new conversions mm -hmm. and new membership, there has to be also information on this is what we do and believe as a Christian. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What happens is we're so focused on just the spiritual aspect, praying, fasting, all of that stuff. So you find that there's a lot of inner city Christians that have no idea about Israel because they're right. so caught up with just being Christian and what's going on with them and us four no yeah. more. Yeah. But I think if there is a general consensus about administratively that we give new believers when they get saved, not just to pray fast, read your Bible, but mm -hmm. also love Israel. Yeah. 
love the nation of Israel, right. then by the time when they go to school or when they go to churches that do teach replacement theology mm -hmm. or they go to universities that are anti-Semitic, mm -hmm. immediately they can renounce it. So what I have found is that there's a generation of people that their first understanding of Israel is within anti-Semitism mm. because they don't talk about it in their churches and they only hear about Israel when they go to their universities, either with some professor or some right. person. And then what they hear upon inception becomes the narrative for the formation of the maturity of their understanding. I have found that most churches don't bring up Israel until crisis. They just don't bring it up until crisis. And then we start teaching and we're doing teaching series. We should be teaching about Israel Amen. within our sermon series consistently yeah. throughout yeah. the year yeah. in our churches rather yeah. than yeah. Middle East crisis and right. critical moments of that happen in the Middle yeah. East. Wow, Amen. that's good. I mean, Jesus is even coming back to Israel. <laughs> yes, he is. I think it's there. important, mm -hmm. don't you? Mm -hmm. Right. I, I wanted to ask you, and we don't have as much time as I want to have, and you'll have to come back. Y Amen. You've been featured in several movies talking about deliverance and telling things about how to be delivered. Tell us about how God called you to the ministry of deliverance. Uh, can we just roll a piece from one of your movies? And, and, and <laughs> Well, it's not actually my movie. I'm one of the cast members of a movie that is sponsored by Greg Locke, obviously, who was a cessationist that ended up embracing yeah. the charismatic movement. And my first book, The Secrets to Deliverance, was a catalyst uh, for him to fully uh, enter into it. And, well, the movie is based on his life, but we have a large a part um, in, in that movie. But I would say this in, in a nutshell, that I didn't start off uh, preaching deliverance. I started off preaching against deliverance. Okay. Oh my. That's interesting. Wow. Okay, that's interesting. <laughs> now, now you got my attention. Yeah. Okay, you wow. start out, okay, so you're called into ministry. Called into ministry. I mean, you're born again, born called again. into ministry, right. doing ministry. Yes. And you preached against deliverance. Um, we had a thriving church in the Bronx. You know, you come out of biblical seminary, mm -hmm. you know, and I'm an advocate for biblical training in seminary. Mm -hmm. Get your training, you know, be sent, not went, right? Mm -hmm. um, I was there when the, the spiritual climate of our church changed from, you know, interaction to digital, mm -hmm. where modern technology, and I come from the, you know, I'm a Generation X baby, if we yeah. can use that as a term, where if you wanted to look at pornography, you had to go to a porn shop right. in downtown right. Times mm -hmm. Square or something. Mm -hmm. You know, um, it wasn't readily available to the average person mm -hmm. unless someone showed it to you, like an uncle or something like that, right? Mm -hmm. But now, because this was given to the, common, the commoner, now pornography, you don't need to go get it. It's now porn evangelists. Mm. Now it's coming to you. Wow. So the spiritual climate of our church changed, changed drastically. It went from thriving church to thriving church, but then after service, there was all of this stuff that we had to kind of clean up. So when I began to dig further, I couldn't understand why my leaders that were outstanding citizens and Christians mm -hmm. preaching mm -hmm. fundamental doctrine mm -hmm. were enslaved to porn and mm -hmm. couldn't get free. So I did what I thought any pastor should do is Pray more, fast more, mm -hmm. you know, preach against it more. Mm -hmm. It didn't really work. Not mm -hmm. that those things don't work. Mm -hmm. But what it created was behavior modification. Mm -hmm. So people were changing their behavior, but they were still 
they were still enslaved to it. Mm. You know, so finally, in desperation, and I love desperation. I think desperation is a gift yeah, because it, it comes against our rigidity yeah. of our way of thinking. When you get to that place of, well, Lord, I tried anything else. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Might as well try this. This yeah. was my prayer. Mm. I said, Lord, what am I doing wrong as a pastor? And he didn't tell me that I wasn't doing anything wrong. He just told me what I wasn't doing right. It wasn't that I wasn't talking about the ministry of deliverance. So he told me, deliverance. And I remember being demonized myself because I was a pastor and had massive anger issues. You know, I'd preach well, speak in tongues, and go home and punch walls, you know, and just be angry and terrorize my kids with, you know, that stuff. You're a pastor's kid. You got to measure up, all of that nonsense that goes on sometimes, you know. And I'm demonized with rage and anger telling God that Christians can't be demonized, mm. which is kind of like a paradox, you know. Mm -hmm. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah. So this was my prayer. All right, Lord, I don't believe in deliverance, but I know that I want to be a good pastor. And it's my responsibility that when I stand before you, I don't want to be held accountable of how I didn't help them. I said, Lord, if this is not of you, you're going to have to stop me because I'm, I'm going in that direction of can a Christian have a demon? Mm. Not demon-possessed. It's impossible, you know. Right, right. But can a Christian have a demon living in a place where they've lost control, mm -hmm. giving place to the devil? And what I have found is that when I went in that direction, purely not knowing what I was doing, but just knew that I wanted to see my people free and I wanted to be free. Well, here I am <laughs> and I was going on almost a decade later, didn't realize that I would be, you know, a best-selling author traveling the world with it. And that's kind of like how it started for me. Yeah. So you said something in a previous show that, you know, that, that, that I really liked, you know, about when you got saved and God pointed you to a, a former Satanist witch doctor that got saved and he told you, you need deliverance. I tell people all the time, the reason why I'm so effective in deliverance. It's not because I'm special, but it's because I'm deliverance's number one client. Mm. <laughs> wow. I got set free. And if you're watching yeah. me, pastor Amen. and leader, wherever you're watching this Jesus. all over the world, we're not telling you to go off and stray off into error, but you know you need freedom. And guess what? Your leadership knows you need freedom. As a matter of fact, I'll go even a step further. Your spouse knows that you need freedom. And the answer is, the ministry of deliverance. Now, I'm not talking about being demon conscience, and I'm not talking about looking under a demon under every rock, but I am talking about that. In that particular area, pastor and leader, you know that you've lost control. It doesn't mean that you're demon-possessed, but you are demonized in that area. And I'm here to tell you that the same God that called you to the ministry, pastor and leader, is the same God that will set you free. And I would dare even say this, your church is waiting for you to embrace deliverance. Yeah. If you're thinking your church is fearful, I promise you, announce this Sunday that you're going to do a deliverance conference or you're going to preach on deliverance as a teaching series. I promise you, nobody's going to walk out in your church. Your church is going to get packed out. As a matter of fact, you're going to find the first one at that altar call will be your leaders to get set free. Get wow. set free yourself. Mm. Jesus is there. Watch deliverance break out yeah. in your church. So that's how it's going to be. Amen. Mm. You got me yeah. preaching, sir. Yeah. You got me preaching again, Preach sir. Preach <laughs> You're even seeing uh, 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 on social media uh, people hungry for deliverance. Yes. Yes, that's it. Yes. You know, f first let me say this to every church that's watching. You know, um, there is a need for the Christian evangelical church to not just do outreach online, but make it an initiative to reach people. I think one thing this pandemic has taught us is, is that there's a hybridization 
going on, which means you have in-person gatherings and then you have the rising of online fellowships. Mm -hmm. I have found that online can go further and do more than in-person fellowships can. Mm -hmm. Why? Because we can only hear the word at a specific time frame when we gather together and amen to that. But the blessing of social media is you could capture a moment and watch it on a replay a million times at work, at lunch. You're taking the church service with you wherever you go. So I think what the church needs to do is transition from going online to having online presence. Mm -hmm. When you have online presence, now you're developing a community. We are reaching people all over the world from the comfort of my office. Mm. Thousands of people online. I, I dare even say this. There are some social media influencers whose online communities and pages are bigger than the churches that they attend. Wow. These are the new digital mega churches. Mm-hmm. We did an online uh, broadcast. We do it with our friends. We call ourselves lovingly the Demon Slayers, right? <laughs> it's a name that we lovingly call each other. We didn't set out to. But every time we go online, mm-hmm. we have almost 5,000 to 10,000 people watching Incredible. at one shot wow. online. Now, who is really shaping the narrative of this future generation, present generation? Mm. It's not just our pastors, it's our social media influences. If you get one person, watch this, you get one social media influencer who has a million people on their page who's anti-Semitic, guess what? You have a million people who are also anti-Semitic. And then they're sharing that video. So it's not addition, it's the law of multiplication. Mm -hmm. So one person is enough. This is why when there's crisis in the country, notice how they don't call the pastors, they call musicians. Mm. They call the singers. They're not asking, let's hear this pastor and hear what his thoughts about what's going on. No, they'll call rappers. They'll call rock stars. Why? Because they know they have the pulse of the amount of people who are watching. But I'm here to say God is raising up digital apostles, digital evangelists, digital pastors who are now taking back the media mountain that Walt's uh, Lance Wall right. now is preaching. So now yeah. movies like this come out in Jesus' name. At the end of the movie, there was deliverance breaking out in mm, all of the theaters. God. And now there's another movie, the Domino Revival, that comes out next week that there's going to be live prayer for revival in all of the theaters. Wow. Man, ain't it like wow. God to take over the media mountain yeah. in this day and age? You got me excited again. <laughs> and guess what? And guess what? And I say this publicly, Pastor Jim, you are the pioneer of this thing. Mm. You are, if we could even use the term apostle, a sent one, the first one doing this on television, really driving this in was you. So I and others are the byproduct of what you and others have pioneered in Christian television that now is Christian social media. That's right. You know, God spoke to me in prison that this was coming and that television would would be fading. Mm -hmm. Do you know... 50% 50% of the viewership is lost from television right now. And uh, Ricky's heading up our division of social media. That's right. And uh, can, w- w- where can people go to find your 
email and Mondo's email. Okay, let, honey, we're gonna we're gonna help you with some vocabulary lessons on social media. Okay, let's go, Ricky. Hey, I'm saying you can email me. I probably won't check it. Amen. Also, you can go to the PTL Network uh, on Instagram, Facebook, or you can go Jim Baker's show. It's where we post all of our primary content. Can now you did all a of your... email, or what did you do with me? The we other did a day? Facebook Live together. Facebook. We we did Facebook yes. Live. All we right. didn't email how anyone. Did, if I may ask, how did it go? It went really. You know, we were talking about the <laughs> negative comments. They're they're. I'm telling you, were thousands and thousands of people watching and hundreds of people commenting saying, we love Pastor Jim and the message. I was preaching. shocked. That's going, that is having online presence. Yeah. Right. So here's what we need but our viewers to do. Nobody knew about it. We didn't advertise it or anything. Exactly. We just went on. That's what social media is. It's not prearranged. It's That's organic. Right. Yeah. That's right. Which means just turn wanna, on your I phone I want to go on this week with this, but with this pad. <laughs> oh, my it. goodness. On, What's happening you. now? Me and you. Let's do it. Oh, man. On social media, you don't need that. You speak from the heart. Yeah. So this is what we need. Well, all that's of, my heart. We need all of our viewers to write the network yeah. and say, we want Pastor Jim online. <laughs> we want him online. Do me a favor. Oh, Amen. Send him a message now. Let's get this Amen. man online. Why? Yeah. You Amen. never know. Yeah, I'm, I'm willing to go online. Oh, boy. Amen. And let Ricky and Mondo take this show. And do this. <laughs> he, wants to go, he wants to switch it up on us. Yeah, he wants to switch it up. You want to give us the work. Okay, right, I see. That's right. No, that's wow. good. This is so vital. This is so important because you have to understand. You, you said it earlier, and I hope it didn't go over your head. There's a shift that took place. And if we're not there to receive yes, it, someone it. else is going to be there. Yes. And it's up to us to be the decisive moment, decisive moment, where are we going to go? Listen, I'm watching the old tradition of the church die so fast that if we're not there to pick up the baton, we are not going to end well in the church. There's a, there's a transition happening. And isn't it amazing? I want to I go back to a prophetic word you gave in 1999, that there will be minority voices that will be rising in, in the end times that will become voices for a generation. And when I think of those voices, I think about yeah. you, Pastor yeah. Alexander, Amen. that is literally reaching the world with one click. Mm -hmm. And I've watched this man pray about the transition of television, and, and that's why we ask you to stand with us every month. Mm -hmm. This is why we ask you to become a partner. This generation doesn't understand what partnership is. This generation, the new generation are givers, but they're not in partnership with anyone because there's a lot of commitment to that. So if we are going to reach this next generation, we need you to support Amen. this ministry to give us the tools to go live, to go reach a generation Amen. that will stand with us. But the transition happens now, okay. today, I'm talking about the moment you open up Facebook Live, you're opening up a door to the world, and there's no longer an excuse in your home why you shouldn't be using this device to preach from your home. Man, I, yesterday during text, I learned so much right. about posting the different, the church is posting online, but they're not influencing online. Right. There's a difference. Well, 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 well. You know, we talked about, and just so that your viewers can understand just how serious this is, I logged on a particular social media platform, and they were doing live tarot card readings 
oh. on the air, and they had about like maybe fifteen to twenty thousand people watching live. Wow! And this person wow. was either either they're connected to the dark side mm -hmm. or they're just a charlatan. Mm -hmm. But what baffled me more was they were giving people online advice for their life back to back with wow. cards and putting the cards in the cameras faces wow. the church wow. the church yeah. needs to take social media serious and not look at it as a fad or yeah. trendy you're right this is the new highway yeah, is. this is why the bible says i will raise the forerunners and where it says they will make a highway in the de in the desert notice how Social media is also called the highway of information. Right, yeah, we it. need digital evangelists. Yeah. And there's somebody that's probably watching me right now that God has been calling you yeah. to really become a social media influencer. Yeah. I want you to heed the call. Yeah. God is calling you. Get trained, get into the word so that way you're not out there preaching foolishness, but heed the voice of the call. Our grandchildren are going to live in a world that's going to be substantially different than ours. Yes. And we need to make sure that we have the church in place yeah. um, because we were talking about it, that our generation, we look at ratings. This generation is algorithms. Right. It's all about the algorithm. It's organic, engaging content that ministers to them personally. Yeah. They don't care about it being polished. They just want it to be pure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And this is why authentic voices such as you guys um, we're not saying get rid of the old, we're saying hybrid. Yeah. You need to. Now, eventually, everything will be digital, and then analog and television probably. Well, we don't know how long that will last, but we need to make sure that we're in there infiltrating yes. and preaching this gospel of Jesus Christ mm -hmm. in digital, in the digital wow. airwaves. Wow. Yeah. On social media, you, you said, I used to believe that generational curses was false doctrine. Then, and... Uh, I don't know where it the was. The Aztec, the Mayan. Aztec and yeah. man and demons started crashing your party. Yeah, that, that, was, that was a, you know, like a proverbial idiom that I said. I said, mm -hmm. I used to believe that generational curses was false doctrine until the Inca and Aztec mm -hmm. and Mayan demons started crashing the party. Mm -hmm. What happened was, is, is obviously you guys know, like I mentioned before, I preached against this. Mm -hmm. But... Mm -hmm. um, I, it was kind of like I was doing deliverance, but I was still very cautious mm -hmm. about stuff because I was afraid. And the deeper that I got into deliverance, the more ancient spirits started showing up depending on the race of the individual. So I started doing deliverance on Puerto Ricans and then Taino spirits started showing up. And as I started doing, um, the ministry expanded to you know, areas of the country where it's more Mexican and, and Guatemala and others. And then the, their ancient spirits kind of like started showing up. And we actually captured it on video. So I was using the video to be able to train uh, pastors and leaders online that this thing is very, very, very serious. Now, yeah. these spirits don't always show up, but they do show up during deliverance sessions. So we've been involved in thousands of deliverance sessions. Most of them I, we have on video mm -hmm. and I've posted online. We do blur the faces to protect the dignity of the person, but we do use them as a teaching. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of like, and when those spirits show up, it's you're in for a battle. Mm -hmm. You're in for a battle. It, these are not these are not normal, as we would say, American demons. Right. <laughs> you know, because yeah. you know, American witches, they, they kind of they kind of hide. Mm -hmm. You know, everything is secret. But witches from where we come from, they're in the open. They challenge you. That you know is saying? so true. So these are wow. demons that challenge, begin to challenge. So you got to be prayed up. But they were all defeated by the power yeah. of Jesus. Yeah. Wow. They were all defeated by the power Amen. of Jesus. Oh, that is so important, people. I want you to order his book today if you haven't ordered it. 
the just, secrets to generational curses. And it's just go and, online to our website. Yes, go to jimbakershow.com and I'd order several of them. I could all your kids, everybody, your grand. <laughs> this is this is like a, almost to me now. I'm just reading it now. I just got it literally in my hands late last night. I'm like, oh my goodness, this is like a, a textbook, if I may a say. Manual. A manual. A manual. That's the word. That's the goal that I had in mind. That's it. That's yeah. what it is. Mm-hmm. Thank you for giving me the word. Yeah. I, I'm, like I said earlier, I'm supposed to be speaking. The goal that I had I in mind when I wrote both my books is, is that these books will make its way to every biblical seminary and biblical wow. institute in the, in the topic when, of demonology. Yes. So that way they're trained and taught correctly, scripturally, as yes. opposed to yes. me spending more time having to untrained wrong doctrine as opposed to that. So I'm, I'm really grateful and honored oh, that you, I got it you would confirm exactly yes. what my heart was in writing it. it. That's exactly, your heart comes through. And you're, te- you're teaching me. I mean, I've been, I've, I'm full on for Jesus <laughs> since March 31st, 1989. And I will be, and, I, but, and this is teaching me even more. Yes. Listen, if you ever think you've arrived. <laughs> and ev- every one of these books, <laughs> a piece of the income, goes to support the television ministry. Mm-hmm. So just go there to jimbakershow.com and shop. Yeah. It, it is, and all of those items come directly from the warehouse of the manufacturer. Yeah. So you're going to get everything fresh and quick. Mm-hmm. We've just got new ways because if we don't have new ways, the old ways are not working anymore. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> uh, And this is Christmas time. And one of the things that I do at Christmas, I give my my whole family, I give them a bucket of food. Right. And this is 30-year shelf life food. Yes, it is. 30-year shelf life food. Mm -hmm. And it is... The Christmas variety bucket you're talking about. 149 servings in this bucket. Yes. And it is really food. Yes, it's real food. And it will food that will keep you alive. Absolutely. When there's no food to eat. Mm -hmm. And this will last up to 30 years, up to 30 years. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to keep it in a refrigerator. You just keep it cool as possible under your house. Mm -hmm. Be a good place in the basement. That's where we keep ours. So, oh, I'm not supposed to tell you that because Lori wants (laughs) to tell Jeff, don't tell her where our food is. So I want you to go to our website, 1-888-988-1588 and order all of the items. And don't forget, this is our special offering time that is our double blessing offering. Yes, that's and right. And you get, as if you give $1,000, you're going to get $1,000 worth of gift items that comes to your house so you can share with others or keep in your house. Here's a whole table full of them, and there's a lot more than this uh, available that we will ship direct to your house. It's going to be a surprise to you, but you're, you're not going to be unhappy. You're going to be happy because they're going to be beautiful things. Yes. yes. So for whatever amount you give, then we'll give you a double blessing. You'll receive. If you give $25, mm-hmm. you give $10, you're going to get $10 worth of merchandise. Right. Mm-hmm. That's right. So call us right now at 1-888-988-1588 or go to jimbakershow.com. That's the double blessing offering. Be sure to to notice that and uh, just say, I'm giving. You can even call our phone number and just say, I want to give a double blessing offering. And uh, our people will, will send your gifts to you right away. That's right. Mm-hmm.
We love you. We only have a few minutes left. Okay, let's get back into this right here. <laughs> the secrets, the generational curse. What, what can you close us up with before you pray for the people? One, one last thought? One thought on this. Well, if I could leave one last thought for those of you that are watching. You know, I, I know that the idea of deliverance is foreign to many of you that are evangelical. And even more when it comes to generational curses. Mm. All, all I'm asking is this, is to reconsider. Mm. That's it. I'm not trying to convince you. I'm not trying to change your narrative and your right. theology. Mm -hmm. I am saying that with what's happening now yeah. and what's happening within our Christian churches, even amongst the clergy, one day they're fine and the next day they're committing suicide. Yes. There's a lot going on, at least with that. Do not get closed off theologically. Do what I did. Lord, I don't know. But if it's of you, yeah. show, show me. me. All I'm asking is, is that you would reconsider yes. the ministry of deliverance. And there's somebody watching me right now Man. that you used to do deliverance. Mm. And you've allowed Jesus. theology to change you. But mm. your spirit is reviving you. God says... You can pick up where you last left off at. You don't Amen. have to start all over. God says, pick it up yes. and go forth and set the captive free. For the rest of you, I just want you to just begin to reconsider that at this point in Christian history and what's happening within our times, yeah. Lord, what is going on in the area of spiritual warfare? Mm. And don't allow the charlatans of what's going on before cause you to not open up. Yeah. But also, if you're watching me today and you're demonized, mm. I want you to call on Jesus, Jesus right Jesus. now Jesus. and say, Lord Jesus, oh, Lord. set me free. Jesus. Make me born again and remove every demon and devil and curse out of my life in Jesus' name and watch him do it. Amen. 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 All people, let's pray for Israel and yes. let's put Christ in Christmas and no matter what we're going to be facing this yeah. Christmas let's just keep Christ in his birthday and let's worship him and the best gift you can give to him is yourself yeah. and your heart and he'll take care of you eternally God loves you so much he really does he really does bye bye for today bye bye Join Jim and Lori Baker every day as they welcome anointed teachers. Remember that God loves you. He really does. And the most dynamic personalities from around the world as we share grace and restoration. Power over the gods. You know, the Bible says, who is like you, O Lord, among You never know who's going to be on The Jim Baker Show. Our mission is to fulfill the great commission of Jesus Christ to go into all the world and to preach the gospel to every person.